Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes i am drinking a berliner weiser from broadbrook brewing in connecticut it's very tasty but unfortunately my dick hurts <gasps> does your dick does hurt, your dick Mike? hurt mikey <laughs> too bad you don't have the hurt of a champion Tommy, why are we calling that dick hurt today? Well, I mean, it's funny that Mike's dick hurts because we're talking about dick hurts today, also known as Blackguard of the Suicide Squad. Dick hurts, Blackguard, one of the, I don't know, crappiest of the Suicide Squad villains. Can I put one quick aside in? Josh, do you remember when you met a Dr. Richard Hurts? On the phone? Uh, no. His name was Richard Cockburn. Cockburn. <laughs> and he was a urologist out of Florida. And that's why you had to stop being a phone magazine salesman to doctor's offices. Is that I correct? I called him and said, is this actually the doctor's name? And his secretary said, yes. And I said, oh, sweet destiny. And she hung up on me. <laughs> I said, go on, Tommy. Sorry. So, Dick Hertz was outfitted and hired by a conspiracy group called the 1000 to steal a piece of Star Lab satellite tech, and he was stopped by the hero of all heroes, Booster Gold in Booster Gold number one. And that was Dick Hertz's first uh, claim to fame, I guess, or started on his road to fame that got him his big Suicide Squad movie uh, appearance. But yeah, Dick Hurts, a big failure in the DC universe. He's gone on to movie failure. That's all I can say about Dick Hurts. Because that's all I've read about Dick Hurts. My Dick Hurts, just thinking about Dick Hurts. So, what are what are Blackguard's superpowers? He's got armor, right? And he's he's, he's got armor. He's got this mace. He's got a a, a shield. Uh, you know, other than that, he he isn't really impressive. I'm not usually one to split hairs here, but having a super high tech suit of armor that only produces a melee weapon and a arm bound shield. Seems like a waste of technology to me. I don't know where he got yeah. the tech or what it was really originally designed for, but possibly, just possibly, the inventor was kind of an asshole. Well, it was designed by a conspiracy theorist, Josh. <laughs> Wait, you so imagine a bunch guns? of flat earthers get together to, like, design armor for a supervillain. So what's amazing is... Yeah. The 1000 devoted all this high tech equipment to outfit an idiot to go steal high tech equipment. 
it's where in his uh, in his actual bio, it, it, as type of supervillain, they put him as dimwitted. Yeah, like yeah. dimwitted supervillain, like that yeah. muscle for high. He was dimwitted, but then he made a deal with the devil, and is now of average intelligence. Because he wasn't smart enough to ask to be smart. He just asked to be smarter. What? It's like asking to approach the speed of light. All right? Go faster. (laughs) Good job. Didn't say he was bright. Yeah. He said he was dim. Uh, Also, he does have one other superpower. Uh, Because of his childhood and growing up, he is totally immune to taunts about his name uh, because he's already heard it all. So that's one thing. It's uh, as weepe. As weepe. I'm glad he's a DC villain because if he was a Marvel villain, you know he would have been uh, fighting Nova, sure. a.k.a. Dick Ryder. Yeah. Yep. And then his dick uh, really would have hurt. I'm sorry to have to just ask this out loud but because I didn't want to look it up. Uh, but did uh, friend of the podcast, um, uh, b- b- um, who invented the 1000? The 1000? Uh, I don't know. Didn't that first show, I, I think that first showed up in uh, Black Light, right? That was the 100. That no. was the 100. I got him off by a flower. Factor 10. Factor yeah, that, 10, well, the 100 was a precursor to the 1000. Were they? Really? Or are you just being nice to me? No, I'm I'm serious. Yeah, the oh okay. Yeah, the the 100 was 100 different cities organized to form a co-op of evil. So then there were a thousand cities. No, a hundred different cities around um, the globe, or just no. With the hundred moved to a thousand, did it become a thousand cities? No, when they moved to a thousand, they just became high tech uh, criminals rather than. They were, that's, that's too bad because there'd be like five Springfields. Yeah, they they tried to take on Inner Gang uh, as far as one of the big uh, tech guy, bad guys in the DC universe. I mean, there could be forty eight Springfields. This is Springfield, they're all the lower forty eight states. Are they? Yeah, I don't know if each one's a city. That's the problem. Yeah. Well, Springfield. Right. Yeah. Um, so, what else has he appeared in? Though, does anyone have like a something they? He has uh, made case. 22 appearances. Uh, 22 here. appearances. That's 22 more than us. Most of them are Spanish translation comics of other comics. But uh, he has been in four issues of Booster Gold, some Justice League, some uh, Underworld, and then mostly a seven-issue run of the Suicide Squad. And then the rest of it's like who's who, etc., I have in my hands the DC Encyclopedia, oh. which she does not appear in at all. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I like wouldn't have been surprised. I mean, the, the most memorable thing about his first appearance comic is that Booster Gold, after defeating him, brings the piece of Star Lab tech back to Star Labs. And Star Labs is upset because it's a top-secret piece of tech, and Booster Gold is giving it back to them in front of the press. 
and they're and they're like, this is supposed to be a secret piece of tech, and there's all this press here. And he's like, would you rather I didn't bring it back to you? Ironically, that piece of tech actually made a mace that was just slightly better than the mace Blackguard already used. By, by like that much. By like that, yeah. just, just yeah. barely. It would have been a way better weapon, yes. Yeah. It was like a 6% improvement, mostly on energy efficiently. efficiency. Dropped his battery usage way down. It's very green. The greenest mace of all the power maces of DC villains. That's something. It's not nothing. Something. It's not nothing. It's not nothing. Oh. Yeah. My, my wife made Amazon 1.1 something percent faster when she was over there. Uh, been living off that money for a long time. <laughs> Just saying. Just saying. Um, uh, Blackguard has a... It, uh, the thing coming out of the top of Blackguard's head, was that a hair or a tassel? Tassel. Yes. Tassel? Yes. I Stay think it was a hair plug. I think he lost most of his hair. Hair tassel for him men. Trying to, I think it was hair tassel for men. I think it was a merkin. Remember, I'm not just the president. I'm also a client of head merkin. Um, I kind of like the mace as a weapon. I like something you can smash things with. Uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a smashing stuff kind of guy. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's you know, eventually it became better than the sword, the warhammer versus armor, and yeah, sand. Mm-hmm. The long sword against plate mail is pretty much a piece of crap. So yeah, it had to go but somewhere. You, you get that warhammer. Yeah, we did the force uh, trauma. Yeah, we did the armor test back in the day at, at an SCA event, and uh, you used a sword on a domed helmet, and then you reeled back with a warhammer, and you're like, oof. Yeah, no neck. God did not make a neck to I don't want to be that sword. guy. Yeah. <laughs> that is, that, that neck is not, that's not, it's not, it's not fun for that dude. So there you go. So if you were going to make an energy melee weapon, I guess that's a good one? Yeah, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, we can't talk about the Suicide Squad because one of us hadn't seen it. Uh, but uh, Pete Davidson plays him in the movie. Uh, he and, does. Uh, he does. And uh, I guess that's really all we should say about him. Josh has the uh, the logo up there. That's right. Uh, well, can... He does have a couple of really fucking funny lines <laughs> that you saw in the uh, the movie uh, in the trailer about being uh, strapped in next to a werewolf. <laughs> when he was next to Weasel. Uh, so there's a couple of funny lines. We'll talk about that more next week, I suppose. You know, if Tom gets around to, you know, seeing the movie. Yeah, Which you're more than welcome to come to the house, Tom, LT. I, I will the see the movie this week. LT, you don't have HBO Max? I don't. Are you watching John Oliver? On the no. internet? On YouTube? You, you like do. Everybody else? You can watch the main story on YouTube. Yeah. Oh. Just not the whole episode. We just likes it. Yeah. 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 Everybody a little bit of a personality in this movie. There's nobody that's just a total toss away. Uh, you get to feel a little bit for everybody as we go along here. Uh, even the most 
uh, retrobate of characters. Uh, the weasel ate 27 uh, uh, children. <laughs> and uh, we still feel a little something for the weasel when the battle starts up. So, yeah. In fact, I, I felt really bad. Yeah. <laughs> the battle started up in the way the weasel... Uh, uh, spoiler! That's spoiler. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, I think, I think no, you're version on it. Yeah, I think you're version on it. Let's move on. Yeah. Bye. Moving on. You want to talk about some Modoc episodes I haven't seen, Tom? Go <laughs> <laughs> watch the last of the Modoc episodes. <laughs> All right, Mikey, what do you have in front of the long box? At the front of the long box, I have an independent comic called Andre the Giant, Closer to Heaven. It is available for free if anybody has Comixology Unlimited. I do. Um, it was, hold on a second, it was written by Brandon Easton, illustrated by Dennis Medry, and edited by Shannon Denton. It is a Lion Forge comic. If you are familiar with Andre Rasmussen, Rasmussen? No. No. Romanov. Rasmussen. Rasmussen? I don't know for sure. Hold on. But it's not Rasmussen. I can remember that. I think it's Rasmussen. Yeah. Anyway, Andre the Giant. Um, it's, it's not a great comic. Um... If you just want to, uh, it's all told from Andre's point of view, and there is no real story other than just this happened, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. Uh, unfortunately, you know, there's uh, a lot of people when they're doing biographies, they just do that rather than trying to tell a, a story from beginning to end where, you know, there's some sort of change and everything. That doesn't really happen in Andre's life. He lives. Life to excess until right before he uh, passes away, um, when he starts to enjoy himself and be comfortable with all the people around him who happen to be the people that he grew up with. Um, so, yeah, if you're a huge Andre the Giant fan, then you might want to check it out. But otherwise, I don't know. So I can recommend a better Andre the Giant comic. <laughs> um, an author named, or author slash illustrator named Box Brown wrote uh, an Andre the Giant graphic novel probably yeah. five years ago. No, probably longer than that. Um, it's I finished it in one sitting. It's it's about his wrestling career. It's about how I mean there you know it is factual, but there's a lot of heart in it and it really illustrates what a kind man Andre was and uh, there's some kind of first person stories from the cast of the Princess Bride that they sprinkle in there and um, it's just it's a beautiful very simply illustrated comic like it's it's all black and white but um, I read it in one sitting in an airport <laughs> when I was on a work trip and was that was a little misty before I had to board the plane, just sitting by myself in very early morning, uh, reading about Andre the Giant and crying because I love Andre the Giant so much. So that I believe that one that you're talking about was nominated for an Eisner, and I was yeah, I was hoping that that's what I was going to read, but that was not the book I read. 
sorry. I think you're talking about Andre the Giant Life and Legend? Yes. Uh, Andre the Giant has one unofficial Guinness Book of World Records because the Guinness Book of World Records did not have an actual judge there. Does anyone know what that unofficial world record is? Drinking? Drinking beer? Drinking beer. Yes, yes, 119 (laughs) 12-ounce beers in one sitting, which seems impossible. (laughs) Oh, I think Wade Boggs could do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Josh, you're a beer expert. Is that possible? I guess it depends what they mean by one sitting. Yeah, maybe. So there has to be some time period between them, but honestly, that amount of fluid, I'm not sure a person I mean, a person definitely cannot hold so, regardless of their size, so there has to be some sort of time stretch in there where he didn't stop drinking for X amount of reasons, the time to relieve himself over a period, I mean it's, yeah, I mean they have one of them stadium buddies oh I mean (laughs) he didn't need a stadium buddy, he could just run a hose up there yeah, it's more stomach content than anything else I bought the catheter with me. That's a fire hose. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, that's his last name. Rosamov. Uh, Rosamov. Rosamov. Uh, Tommy, did we ask you what you have in the back of the long box yet? Uh, I have Pacific Rim Aftermath, Volume 1 by Kevin, Kevin Scott, uh, Richard Elson, Benny Lobel, and Charlie Kirchhoff. Uh, about halfway through this so far, and it is pretty good if you like the Pacific Rim storylines. Um, it's kind of a story after the the first movie. You know, it's a story of a Pacific Rim uh, sort of a Jaeger pilot. It's kind of down on his luck after all the Jaegers are gone. He's working for a mob enforcer, uh, breaking into scrapyards, stealing Jaeger parts as these mobs are trying to build their own Jaegers to uh, strengthen up their their power grabs. Uh, and it also tells the story of Chow as he uh, is continuing to sell his black market um, Haiji parts uh, even though he has a dwindling supply and as he's trying to uh, make new supply. And it's a pretty interesting comic if you like Virgin stuff. I wish Pacific Rim had come out when I was a kid because that would have totally been my jam. Giant yeah. robots and kaiju? Fuck yeah. Yeah. And it's cool as hell. But there is that one glaring thing that always bothered me. Why not build a giant lawnmower engine over the one hole they come out of? Because it's in the bottom of the ocean and the pressure is too immense for them to build anything there. You're smart enough to build giant fighting robots but you aren't able to figure out giant stabby rod technology in the hole all the time if something comes out. Yeah, and also, what country is going to pay for it? I'll, you know what? I'll pay for it. We'll, nope. come I'm, on, I'm telling you, this is the this is a logical. Everybody is like, oh, no, I'm not paying for that. Ooh, I oh, guess you're right. what's the price? The yeah, maybe we should get some quotes. Yeah. You're right. Everyone build a wall instead. <laughs> Put this out to bid. Who can put the provide the lowest bid for this? Yeah. That hole is over like by the Philippines, isn't it? American problem? I don't know. Sounds like the Philippines problem. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> what? You want this run to go in salt water? That's that's a whole different problem. You didn't say salt you water. Out. Yeah. You expect out water. This is salt water. Plus that the environmentalists totally were like, what are you doing, yeah. man? These are one-of-a-kind kaiju. Right. We're really it's just a big hole that stabbed in all the time. Would have done it. At the very least, makes... you, you think you would have left the Jaegers right near the hole. They'd like, rust after they, a while. Why are they stationed around the world? Like Again, nobody wanted to help defend the other countries. Fuck them. It makes for a much less... It makes for a much less interesting movie when it's all, like, quotes and negotiations and... You want to play a game of diplomacy later? I'll show you how fucking infuriating it could be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my job is contract negotiation. I mean, if I got to fight monsters, whatever. That's way better. Why don't you just funnel Jägermeister into the hole? Yeah. Well, that like, kill that original kill Star Wars movie was going to be all about trade negotiation. That <laughs> <laughs> stuff got cut out. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah, unfortunately, it didn't get cut out. It is. Stacey, you have a toy for us this week? Hopefully it's a Yeager. Yeah. Hopefully it's a contract. No. A contract Yeager? It's on on theme with something else. Oh, okay. It's it's Harley Quinn. Birds of Prey. She has roller skates, which is, like, the best. She came with other feet, too. So this one is from a Japanese company, uh, Bandai. Um, they have a line of super articulated, super detailed toys called uh, SH Figure Arts, and they always come with a ton of accessories, uh, different faces, um, different. Like I said, she came with roller skates and uh, regular, and her gold boots. Um, that, of course, is her look from the end of Birds of Prey, which is a movie that I love very much. Um, but yeah, she's super fun. It's such a great sandwich. <laughs> I, I do love that bit about the sandwich in that one because I you know, do. we all have that. Josh, where's your sandwich? Where's my sandwich? Your favorite sandwich? Uh, I mean, given the choice, if I see something on a menu, I am a I'm a Cubano guy. Nice. nice. Oh. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm not My apologies, Josh. I almost went off on a tangent there. That's your purview. Josh, you got a change of force? Yeah, so I have a bit of an odd story, a little, little quick story. So I was unpacking some books, and in uh, unpacking some boxes, and in it I found one of my travel journals. And it happened to be the travel journal I started before I left for California. So the, the journal I wrote when I left college, uh, I moved to California where I lived with Tom, and at the beginning of that journal... I give credit to an author in a book as to why I decided to start keeping a journal. And the book is uh, called Aguiar by Stephen Brust. Uh, I know a lot of us read the Jared series early on by Stephen Brust, but he also has some great standalone books. And Aguiar, as far as I could recall, uh, was a book about a vampire. And that was about all I could remember about the book. I couldn't remember. I'm like, why was I giving credit to this book so couldn't find it so I reordered it I just got it this week it's got a couple days ago 
uh, and started rereading it. And so Aguiar is a vampire in the modern world, and he's sort of telling two stories. One, he finds an old typewriter, and he starts writing up stuff that happened to him in the past while we're dealing with sort of his story in the present. And uh, I haven't really got to the point where I would assume the inspiration hit me to be like, oh, I need to keep a journal like Aguiar, but uh, I hope it's good. So, <laughs> so I'm wondering if there's. <laughs> I hope it's good. Like I, I you know, I was, uh, you know, it's, I hope it, uh, you know, comes full circle. So, is there anything else in your guys' lives that maybe you you did early on in life, but then came full circle later on? Or maybe a book you read early on that inspired you that you sort of like set aside and hadn't seen for a long time, and now you maybe it came back to you in some way. What's uh, just a callback, really, to uh, something we uh, happened when we were young, and now you get to either relive it or reappreciate it as uh, as an adult. Uh, one quick question: uh, Stephen Bruce did Brust. Uh, Brust, yeah. He wrote. Did he read Gypsy? I don't think so. Because in my mind, that's Stephen Bruce. And I'm like, do I just have the name wrong? Because that was a great book, too. I love that book a lot. Uh, but while you're looking that up, let me say there is kind of a dumb one, and it's also uh, book-related. For me, do you guys know why I drink bush pills? Well, that's my go-to. Because you're an alcoholic? Yes. Because <laughs> it's tasty? Because it's both tasty? Josh, you probably remember this. Do you remember uh, the Gypsy? Yeah. Is the, the main character Sagani? Yes. Yeah. That is Stephen Brust. Oh, okay. So it's the same guy. Okay. So I've been saying his name wrong. I always thought it was Bruce. That is I love that book, by the way. One of my favorites of all time. Uh, and LT was supposed to track down the uh, CD for me. Did you ever get that CD for me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I need it. <laughs> I, I, I tried to order it, too, and I couldn't get it. Anyways, the reason It's on I my think, table. The reason I drink Bushmills is because Spider Robinson, Spider Robinson, uh, when it comes to Callahan's Cross Time Saloon, that's their go-to uh, whiskey in the bar. And I bought Spider Robinson. The first time I met Spider Robinson was at Pandora Books here in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He was signing copies. I got my copy of uh, Callahan's Cross Time signed. And that was a real big book for me. I, I don't talk about that a lot, but... Uh, that's one of those books I read when I was a younger guy, and I thought, there is something for me. You know, I'm not so strange. Other people love this. I love this. I'm not alone in the universe. And I wanted to thank uh, uh, Spider Robinson for that, so I bought him a bottle of, uh, a, a good bottle of Bushmills. Uh, Bushmills won, uh, uh, 150, which cost me an arm and a leg at the time. And, uh, I was like, here you go. And he's like, wow, no one's ever given me this before. That's really nice. And signed my book. We talked a couple minutes. I told him how much he meant to me. And to this day, uh, Bushmills is still my go-to because of Callahan's Cross Time Saloon and our good friends by Robinson. Beat that, assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was a kid, um, I, I have mentioned this before, but... My dad uh, did not graduate from high school. He did not graduate from elementary school. He dropped out when he was in uh, third or fourth grade and started working in a factory. And he taught himself how to read by reading comic books. And my dad was one of the most prolific readers 
that I've ever met because after he would get home from work, he would sit down in his recliner and push it back and he would read the newspaper from front to back and then he would grab a book off of out of his cabinet, which is right behind me, and start reading it. And so uh, he was the one who gave me my love of comic books, and now that I've finally settled down in uh, my retirement house, I have a nice recliner, and every night when I come home from work, after I let the dog out and clear the dehumidifier so I don't ruin my comics, I come in and I've got different graphic novels stored in this and I will just grab one, grab my glasses and go over and sit down and read a chapter uh, of the graphic novel in the chair just to be a little closer to my dad. Fine. Yeah. Tom, you just got dicked by the dead dad. Mike just reached into that fucking hat pulled out the dead dad story. Fuck you, Tom. I wish you Robinson. Much. I know you're not listening, but your story just got fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't even going to tell that story, but Tom fucking threw down the gauntlet. Yeah, <laughs> totally threw it down. He did. Uh, I wish your dad was my dad, man. I miss him every day. Yeah. LT, why don't you talk about your dead mom? Maybe that'll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, my mom used to give me food to give to Tom every once in a while back in the day. Because she knew I was actually hungry. Yeah. And Tom would give it and back, it saying, put seasoning on this. really wanted to eat because it was devoid of all flavor. <laughs> Your mom thought salt was a forbidden spice. <laughs> Her, his mom's mashed potatoes were literally, literally potatoes she would boil and then mash up and then send to me. Nothing else. in them. Butter, but you can never taste the butter. <laughs> I love salted butter. I loved your mom's cooking. Wait, Mikey, you loved his mom's cooking? Yeah, and I'll tell you exactly why. Because I came up to visit my family, and you know, my mom was a hoarder, and they had issues, and I did not want. And usually, I would stay in a hotel rather than stay at my mom's house. And uh, one time, LT's mom just put us up at their place. And in the morning, she made me a lovely breakfast. And I was expecting it, based on LT's description, was going to be horrible. And it was lovely. It was fine. And, uh, yes. Wait, was it lovely or was it fine? was lovely and fine. It was delicious. It was eggs. She made me French toast to go with the eggs. Wow. It was good. Right. I told her my mom used to make me French toast uh, before the first day of school uh, every year. I just randomly mentioned that the night before, and so she got up and especially made me French toast. All your goodness comes from your mom. You know that, right, Nelson? Your dad was nice, too, and Abner was a great dog. Maybe there was a couple of You know, his dad's still alive. His mom hated me. <laughs> oh, my God, his mom hated you. Well, I understand oh, that, Josh. Hate you. <laughs> Stace, how about you? Oh, wait, we didn't, hear, we didn't hear LTs. Yeah. So, you know, 
you know, back in the day, there was this friend of mine that, that used to, uh, uh, friend of mine named Tom, and he used to walk around Cambridge with a sleeve of bagels, and he'd hang them out, he'd hand them out to, to people that were hungry and needed food. And so I, I took that to heart, and now whenever I see homeless people and I'm in my car, I hand them out granola bars I keep in my car so that whenever I see somebody that's that's homeless, that needs food, I hand them out granola bars so that I always have something for them. I can vouch for that. Every time we, we come to a, a, a stop, Tom always says, hey, man, you need a couple of granola bars? He always hands them out. I didn't think he got that from uh, anyone I knew. Don't make me cry, you bitch. Don't make me cry. It's coming, Stacy. Break so, it up. Well, I my, my good friend Tom used to walk around Cambridge with a. He'd be like, oh, yeah, I've got, I go out in the morning and I feed my flock. <laughs> oh, no. What happened to Tom? <laughs> He's on camera. You Son of a bitch. What happened to Tom and his gauntlets? Yeah, show me those salty tears, you motherfucker. Get back here. It's such a low mark. Why do you guys shoot for it? God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. I Hi. I can't top that. I don't, I don't have it's any. It's not a competition. It's not a competition, except for the I three know. people who made it one. So, Stacey, exactly. just talk about whatever you like. I should, right. I, I, yeah. Um, so I had, uh, we, we had some friends come to our house. Well, friends of friends, people who we, we've never met. So friends now, but not friends when we met them. Um, and, uh, they were looking at my book collection and I have a lot of first edition Wizard of Oz books, um, because it's a thing Actually, I'm going to tell a sad story. Oh, my God. Um, I, so it's, it's, it's a thing. Tom? No, no. about Tom? <laughs> Don't worry. Tom will make it about Tom. <laughs> um, so I, my, my mom, my mom's brother, my uncle, um, he and I shared, like, he fostered a love of The Wizard of Oz uh, in me when I was very, very small. To the point where we watched it so much that we'd memorized parts of it um, and could recite it at Thanksgiving and often did when the conversation got boring. Um, <laughs> but he bought for my birthday when I started getting old enough to take care of books, he started buying me first edition Oz books. And um, they, one of the people they picked up, uh, Ozma of Oz, which is probably my favorite in the Oz series. Um, a lot of a lot of it is what um, the movie Return to Oz is based on, and so you know she was she was looking through it and looking at the illustrations and oh I can't believe you have this this is so beautiful and um, and I told her the story of where it came from um, unfortunately my uncle passed away uh, when I was twenty two um, so he's been gone <laughs> he's been gone for a long time um, but I. I don't think I had read that book since probably since I got it. Cause I'm always being very careful with it, but because she took such joy in, in seeing it, um, I actually started reading it again and, and have renewed my love of the wizard of Oz and, and that kind of uh, mythos all over again. 
Oh, that's sweet. I have to say, uh, not that long ago, I got to go to the Mahoning Theater, Mahoning Drive-In Theater in Pennsylvania, and they showed The Wizard of Oz in the original reel, in the original aspect, and I got to see it. Wow. It's really nice, yeah. That's cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they are struggling to survive, the Mahoning Theater. I'm going to plug early, but... Uh, so Mahoney Theater, uh, they had a property dispute with the town they were in, and they show great movies. Uh, they do historical things. They are, the, I think, they're the last original aspect drive-in theater in the country. So they show a lot of uh, original reels there, and uh, they were they're fighting for their financial lives. So if you're ever in northeastern PA and you want to go to a drive-in, they always have a bunch of uh, amazing thematic stuff. There's great films and good stuff going on all around the theater all the time go stop at the Mahoning Drive-In Theater Mahoning Drive-In Mahoning Mahoning the Mahoning has begun the Mahoning alright was that everybody I think so yeah that was everybody yeah. that was a good tangent only cried twice that's good yeah <laughs> Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jay and Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans. Tom, yeah. do you have a 3 to 18? Uh, 3 to 18. Do I have a good 3 to 18 this week? Um, bu- 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 Cuban Yahtzee. sandwiches. I got it. Yahtzee, 3 to 18. I love Yahtzee. I'm going to give Yahtzee like a solid 16. I still enjoy every time I play Yahtzee. Simple, you can play a beer and pretzel style. I like Yahtzee. Yeah. I'm going to give Yahtzee a 15 just because I used to play it with my dead mom. <laughs> that, Wait, that, that, that how was did that. your dead mom roll the dice? Oh, she knows how. I was so confused at your mom's funeral. It was crazy. Oh, we were playing Yahtzee. The, there was this chair in the back, and there were tissues next to the chair. And they're showing a, 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 a movies and a show of his mom. It's it's and so close. And only rolled five fives, and she was going to re-roll. <laughs> and I was like, why? Yeah. Why? So I'm I never going to get five sixes. <laughs> it's not going. Why would you re-roll? I know. <laughs> anyway, so I'm sitting in this chair, and then I notice there's also hand lotion. And tissue. And the movie. And I'm thinking, they're sending me mixed messages. That's all I'm saying about your mom's funeral. We weren't sending you any mixed messages. It's like, enjoy my mom's life and go ahead and masturbate. <laughs> Thank you. See, you're the first person that said I was okay in doing that. Josh, 3 to 18, what do you got? Uh, I don't think I ever played Yahtzee in earnest, but I'm going to relate it to Dice Throne. And fuck yeah, Dice Throne is one of the greatest freaking board game melee combat things I've played for a while. 16 characters, Yahtzee dice mechanics along with Magic Gathering cards. It's awesome. Go play it. It's a great game. It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Stacy, simple, simple game. What do you think about Yahtzee? Oh, gosh. I Yeah, I got to give Yahtzee like a 16 because I've played so much Yahtzee like we had we had regular Yahtzee then we had 
which was like this plastic thing that had dice that were kind of stuck in it and you shook it and then that was not a motion I should do on camera um you shook it uh you shook it no it's two there you go hey, you shook it <laughs> just get them both going and then, and then you uh if you liked the dice you got you like you could pop it up in the back and then you stick a finger up there yeah, if you liked um, it <laughs> yeah me too if you really liked it uh, so there was that one, and then my dad had an electronic version of Yahtzee that he played. I got it for him for Christmas, I think when I was in middle school, and he played it every night uh, until probably, well, probably through my college years. Like, And I think he still has it in the drawer in the table beside his chair in the living room. <laughs> Get so, him yeah. iPad! It's got the Yahtzee game, too. It's great. <laughs> he loves that game. He's... He, I don't even know if the... I know it still works, but I think he's worn all of the writing off all the buttons. I bet he has. He probably probably worn everything as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy, 318, what do you got, buddy? I don't believe I've played Yahtzee in over three decades, but I do remember that I have also played Yahtzee with my dead mother. Uh, So I'm going to give it a 15 as well. All right. Um, that surprises me because you're you go to the dark place, and you guys you guys play games all the time. Yahtzee never yeah. gets in, thrown into the mix. Yeah. I mean, you guys play more. You guys are Euro gamers. You like Euro, you like a lot of games, but Euro games and all that stuff too. I guess Yahtzee wouldn't make it. Man, bring a Yahtzee over. Back to basics, buddy. Know your roots. To say that, like, yeah, <laughs> and strangely enough, I think we were gifted a Cartman that has a Yahtzee in it. A Cartman a that has Yahtzee. A Cartman that has Yahtzee in it. A Cartman Yahtzee. <laughs> I believe yeah, you yeah. pop off his head and the dice are in, in the game. And Shame me up, guys. Not, not you, you're a Jew. God damn it, quit shaking me. You're not an English Danny. <laughs> oh, that was a better pun. Damn it, Mike, that was a good one. <laughs> All right, I guess that will do it for us this week. We got, have we insulted everybody? Jews, nuts. Yeah, I think that was everybody. Maybe. English Dannys. <laughs> they know what they did. They, they know, know what they did. Nazis. Uh, anyone got any plugs? I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check them out at kirbycracklemusic.com. And if you're wondering, listening to this on YouTube, what music are we talking about? We have a podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can go listen to our podcast. And I sort of edit it. By sort of edit it, I mean I put the music on the front and the back. (laughs) When he feels that. Here comes the Chris. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the world's cutest puppy. Oh, yeah, he's on YouTube. Oh, he's got super villain written all over him. Oh, yeah. uh, he's gonna take over the he world. No, gonna kill a shark and lay that sucker on your doorstep and His be like, tiny I'm little teeth are puncture your face. No, kill Grizz, kill. Um. I would like to uh, plug uh, uh, geekorthodox.com. 
GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com. Hello, Tammy. I did. I did. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, uh, I, I, I booked that Airbnb, Tammy. Oh, you Ooh, did? Nice. Ooh, fuck. There's no turning back now. Jeez. Nope. Dad's got like six bedrooms. That's going to be terrific. We, all, we can all finally get our own bedroom. Yeah, Pentacon, fucking stay on target. Don't make me blow that deposit. Yeah, it's not uh, like Florida's not doing well. Yeah. Wait, well, it's not like Florida gives a fuck. Something's thriving in, in Florida. Yeah. True. yeah. Speaking of geekorthodox.com, I now have three stained glass uh, clings up in my dining room. I've got uh, the uh, Beholder, um, the Welcome All Gamers, which is a D20, and I got the House Mormont seal because fuck yeah, the Bear Clan. Yeah. All we gotta do is, is finally get them to do Vulgar Unicorn for me. Oh yeah, that's what I got. I got to get some of those taverns and put them up. That's what yeah, I. Yeah, I got to start doing that too. Yeah. And uh, oh, and maybe we can get them to commission a new done cow. Oh, that's right. We've uh, finally named Josh's new uh, place. It's the new done cow because, of course, the old done cow burned down. So uh, and we have the new done cow. The new done cow. Yeah. Signs up. Signs up. Boom, baby. I'll also just say, just a further press for the Mahoney Theater. On Sunday, August 15th, in the original aspect from an original reel, they'll be showing The Good and Bad and the Ugly. Ooh, now that's and a on, great movie. And on Tuesday, August 17th, off an original 35mm reel, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh. Oh. Nice. Yeah, so they, they do some serious stuff there. you got to get in there. It's a great show. Go Big see Trouble it. in Little China. It's just one of the most interesting movies ever. Just because the, the main character has such bravado, but when he actually, like, shoots somebody, it stuns him. It stuns him. He's like, yeah, I killed plenty of people. He's like, stunned. He's stunned. Stunned. He's stunned. It's great. And great uh, that's all I want to say about that. And that, that really, that's a, if you watch that movie, there's just, the John Carpenter is just a master. He's, I want to stare into uh, The Rock's soul. And tell him not to remake that movie. Yeah, there are some movies that you don't need to remake. Like The Princess Bride never get, needs to get remade. Big Trouble in China. I China. with The Princess Bride. Then you are wrong. If you do an all-puppet... Listen to me. Nope. If you do an all-puppet... Nope. Listen to me. Listen I am me. listening, and you're wrong. If you do an all-puppet version of The Princess Bride, uh-huh. except there's just one alive character, and it's Kristen Bell, as Butter Twop. Butter That would be a great homage. Or Butter Twop. Butter Twop. Oh, I thought you said Butter Twat, and I was like, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. <laughs> That's totally different. I don't know what. That's because he's trying to eat her in one sitting. That's the <laughs> Princess Bride, not the Princess Bride. I'm telling you, all women first of it. Kristen Bell in one sitting. This is about. But I don't want to see it. I'm saying that would be a good remake. Did you see the at-home edition they did during COVID, like during lockdown last year? That was so much fun. That was, it was brilliant. Lot. Yeah, it was. Brilliant. It was beautiful. Mike, have you seen that? No. It's beautiful. It's homage. It's terrific. Okay. It's a bunch of different actors doing the parts by themselves in their homes in lockdown during COVID, 
and then they piece it all together. It's great. Yeah. And then and I think I think there's some movies you can't remake. Like Casablanca, you could never remake. Oh, there's it. Yeah. I mean, what's the... Barbed wire. Barbed wire. Barbed wire, and it was brilliant. It I really know. was. I mean, people shit on that movie all the time, and it's not Casablanca, but it's amazingly good in its own weird-ass way. And uh, I really like Barbed wire. Yeah. I think it's one of the better remakes of all time. Barbed wire. There was a there was a TV series, um, Casablanca, in the eighties. It was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think think there's anything that can't be remade. I just think there are plenty of things that shouldn't be remade. And I agree with you a hundred percent when it comes to Big Trouble in Little China. And uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Would like, stare into yeah. the soul of the rock and be like, "Fuck you, rock! Don't remake it." That's what Grizz says. I love you, Grizz. I love you. Stop worshiping me from afar. No. What are you doing? I don't think that's worship. I don't think that's worship. Yeah. I think he's like. We're like this. Like, I think he's like. I think he's like. I'm alpha dog. It's time for bed. I think it's time for bed. Like you come down a notch. Uh, I'm trying to herd you into bed. You might be doing that. Any other, uh... Welcome to the Gru Show. Any other things? Any other things to plug, my friends? Yeah, uh, I want to plug Gen Con. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, you were going. (laughs) Yeah. I will see you there for the first time in person. Hooray! Yeah. Do that again. September... 18th? 18th? 17th is Friday. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'll be there on the 18th. Right. Saturday. Um, but yeah, our good friends from geekorthodox.com will be there. Ian and Tammy. Uh, a whole bunch of other people selling games and playing games and talking about games and dressing up like people from games. I've never been. I really want to go I should send you uh, Stacey, remind me I will send you the stuff we have scheduled to do I know we have something a couple of things on the books if you want to okay yeah yeah, yeah. I just let me know Tommy anything to plug uh, I'd like to plug getangry.com for your good source for all angry Johnny and the Killbilly uh, psychobilly needs how's he doing ah uh, I think he still has some medical bills. Let's put it that way. Okay. Still has some of those. Well, I'd like uh, to plug Stuffed Fables. Uh, it is such a great game to give you nightmares. Stuffed Fables. Play it with your friends and watch them cry. Cry twice playing that game. Good job, guys. Good job. It's such a... Like I said, once again, well, why try? It's such an easy mark. I'm going to go see uh, my good friend Josh tomorrow and our, our, our niece, Abby, and I'll probably quite try for that. That's fair. i got to find a cookie puss. That's, that's my goal is to bring a cookie puss with me. Okay. It's got to be a Carvel around somewhere. Uh, I don't know if Carvel has retail fronts anymore. I've seen um, they're making cakes, though, so. They still I've make cakes, it. yeah. I've yeah. Seen they them distribute stores. them to. Yeah, you gotta find them in stores. 
right. So, yeah. I know I sell caramel cakes here in, in town. Maybe I'll have to bring Cookie Puss with me. Huh? Hello, Cookie Puss, my old oh, friend. Sweet Cookie Puss. Do you remember when that thing was hard and you couldn't cut it with a lightsaber? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how much Christ. chocolate crunch was in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. Watching your dad pop his cake. shoulder out. <laughs> And that will do it for us this week. Thank you very much for being our uh, listening to us. Uh, and also uh, for being our Patreon patrons. If you don't know what I'm talking about, we have another podcast called uh, The Geek Leak, which is on our Patreon feed. Uh, you can go to that and listen to another weekly podcast where we talk about dead celebrities. We talk about what's going on in the world and how we're spending our geek money and time, uh, which is a lot of fun sometimes. And all the money that we raise at that uh, particular website goes straight to the Elizabeth Peabody House, uh, which is a great little uh, organization, and it goes right to the food bank, which uh, feeds, at this point, 90 people, 90 families, I should say, uh, that uh, come on down and uh, get all their uh, needs met, or at least hopefully most of their needs met. And uh, we're also getting ready for a big push for Thanksgiving, where we give out a bunch of... uh, uh, cards uh, that uh, have money on them so they can buy uh, more groceries and uh, hopefully have a happy Thanksgiving. That's the goal. That's the dream. That's the goal. <laughs> so tell me, Mikey, what's this podcast like for you? It's like Drunk History, but for comics. Tommy, sweet, sweet Tommy, any words for us? Well, the Delta variant's been causing a lot of uh, COVID cases to go up. So uh, if you haven't gotten your shot, go get a shot. Go get two of them. Maybe even three at this point. Three's coming. And I'll, I'll be the three's first. Co- I'll three's be... coming. Uh, I, I will be right there waiting to get my third shot. That, that, I was about to say, I was about to say I'll be first in line, but you know what? I won't be first in line. I'll be in line after the aged, the infirmed, the elderly, those, those, and the frontline workers, and then I'll be in the front of the next line of, uh, of people waiting to get those things, just like I was the last time. Stacy, any, any last words of wisdom for us? I'm just going to say stay safe. And, and whatever that means to you, like, if it means wearing a mask, wear a mask. If it means not wearing a mask, maybe that's okay in certain situations, but just, you know, stay safe. And don't let people give you shit if you're doing something that makes you feel safe. Yeah, if you, if you feel safe with that mask on, please put that mask on. Uh, I feel safe with the mask on in most situations lately, uh, but uh, that might change. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling it's going to change. Uh, not when I'm at work, of course, but uh, uh, at the movie theater when I'm eating popcorn, kind of hard to do with a mask on. <laughs> Josh, uh, Gen Con, is that your sector? Actually, prior to that, just a few short weeks, I will be at Dragon Con in Ooh. Atlanta. Uh, that will be my sector, and I will be with the Geek Orthodox folks and a few of their friends, and we will be doing a group cosplay as She-Ra characters while I'll be rocking Seahawk. And that's why I'm growing this beard out so I can get the best Seahawk mustache I can roll with. And it's going to be awful. So fucking awful. Me with just a mustache looks like Johnny Porn Industry rolling in. And I'm going to be in a bright blue jacket with my giant boots on. And it's going to be awful. And I can't I, wait. I can't wait to see it. There isn't a single great restaurant that, I, that we go to when we go to 
to uh, Dragon Con. Dragon Con is one of the few cities where we don't really look forward to the food yet. Josh, you're good at this. Find us a great restaurant. And, uh, I mean, I know there are good restaurants, but we, we just had Basil. I was going to say, there, there is one really good southern restaurant there, but it is a little pricey. What's it called? Uh, I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's got, like, a white uh, facade that's designed like a, a southern plantation, and it's, like, right near downtown. Um, well, I would like to go to a southern plantation for I, I Are we allowed to the name of it. The big, big part of the house? Yes. The big house? <laughs> yes, everybody's, everybody's welcome. But, Everybody? Uh, but it's, like... It's like right on the main street down towards, as you're walking towards the convention center from La Hyatt. All right. Josh, this is your job, this, this uh, trip down. You find us a restaurant where we have to go next time we go down. Will do. Done and You'll, done. I, you know, I bet the Lino's already have a favorite, so. They probably do. But I've been to a couple of Ryan that are on the list already. Pretty close to the list, so. Yeah. We, we always go to a really shitty one because uh, Abdullah the Butcher, uh, Mike, you were with me when we did this, right? Nope. Uh, Abdullah the Butcher has a rib and Chinese food restaurant. And uh, me and uh, I went down there one time during uh, Dragon Con. He's referring to a professional wrestler and not a psychotic murderer from a crime novel. <laughs> yes, yes. Abdullah the Butcher uh, married a very uh, lovely young woman that he met while he was touring in Japan. And she wanted to open up a Chinese restaurant. He wanted to open up a rib shop. And what they did was they opened up the worst of both worlds in Abdullah Butcher's ribs and Chinese food. It is terrible. But we went there just to see if Abdullah the Butcher was there. And he was. And we got to get a picture with him. And it was totally worth that. But the food was inedible. Mm. So don't try to eat it. And the neighborhood was a war zone. So two things. Two things. <laughs> Pity Pat's Porch. Pity Pat's porch. Pity Everything about this sounds racist. What in the gone with the wind? Yeah. But delicious. I don't know nothing about making no hush puppies. I but decided delicious. to do that without the racist overtone. As, uh, as the guy from Clerks 2 says, you can't taste racism, baby. You can't taste racism. <laughs> I think you it. can. I think you can. I think you can. It's every time you eat a Chick fil A sandwich, you bastards. Tasty, but but a little racist. I still have never, thanks to my good friend Mike and I turning around in that parking lot because they were closed. I've still never eaten a Chick Fil A sandwich. It's nothing special. So tasty. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. That. Popeyes is I can make a, I can make a vegan version that is so much better. All right, you'll have to make that for me at some point. And don't forget what I always say: don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You live longer. So love the long box, guys. Oh, 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 oh,